Hello and welcome to CAA Conversations. We're joined here today with Sherry Muyonha and Jonathan Aller. They're going to be discussing working with students of diverse level skill sets in the classroom. Sherry Muyonha is an assistant professor of graphic design at the University of South Dakota. She is also an interdisciplinary designer engaging in the community with food themed activities. Jonathan Aller is an adjunct faculty member at Minneapolis College of Art and Design and works in contemporary portraiture, exploring community and identity in the physical and digital realm. And without any further ado, I'm going to hand the conversation over to these two. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, why don't we start with uh, how we talk with those students doing one-on-one -on -one and critique. Do you give them different advice based on their skill set? Uh, when I do one-on-one -on -one critiques with students, um, I, I, well, I've, I've only done so far group critiques. Um, but when I do one-on-one -on -one critique, I guess going around the room and talking to each student is a form of a critique, you know, when they're working mm -hmm. in the middle of, yep. their, of their drawing. Um, yes, I, I base it on their skill set their individuality, you know, with, with their with their work and how they approach the drawing. And some of them are, you know, I teach a lot of uh, first years that are undeclared majors. So, you know, I have to keep in mind, take into account that some of them are f photographers, um, graphic designers and so on. And, you know, probably drawing, fund foundations to drawing is not uh, at the top of their priority. So I, I kind of cater to each student and their skill level and their interest level as well. How about you? How did you how did you cater it the way? How did you cater your critique to what well, how your one on one critique to them? Yeah, so I I did I, I usually like to demand a lot from my students, um, mm -hmm. not to scare them away, but I want them to kind of you know take put a lot on their plate in the in a way in the class. You know, I want to challenge them. Um, with each student, I try to I try to not break them with each mm -hmm. with each critique and uh, you know where they're drawing from. So I make sure that I cater the the curriculum that I have for the class to each of the students and try to break it down to their skill set, to their skill level, and try to take it step by step. Some students are obviously more advanced than others, and you know I would throw more at them than than other students. Um, so in that sense, I would be, you know, I would definitely cater in, uh, through that round. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah. So definitely I would cater to different students based on their skill sets. For example, mm -hmm. I'm teaching all levels of graphic design classes right now from intro to intermediate to advanced. So yeah. when I first see the, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah, a when lot. I first see, yeah. <laughs> When I first see their work, like if if I see something that is not working well with the way they use the Adobe software or like about the typography, I would definitely immediately point it out. But there mm -hmm. are definitely quite a few amazing students who like who just nailed it. And so yeah. with that, I try to ask them to think about think from the perspective of the users. Is it is it user friendly? Is it very clear when a person first see your product or first see your design and from that perspective and then we'll keep pushing them yeah yeah now have you found with each student when you teach such you know you, you teach different levels of you know uh, advanced you know uh, 
fundamentals and so on. Um, mm-hmm. What seems to be the, the most uh, challenging part of kind of grouping all these classes together and kind of going one by one and, 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 and critiquing each student in their own way? What seems to be the challenges that you've kind of encountered in that sense? You know, going for fundamentals where they're advanced or, you know, they're kind of intermediate and so on. The biggest challenge I have right now is my one of my strategy to keep pushing students of all levels is make sure that they give me 20 different sketches before they hand me in the roughs and the finals. Mm-hmm. And for especially freshmen who's never taken an art class before, they find it very overwhelming. Yeah. And they, some of them like to skip that process. So it's yeah. really hard to convince them that's part of the process, no matter high or low their skill levels are right now. So their workload, because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of running into that as well. Because the, so you're saying like the, you're kind of, it's, it's, you don't want to intimidate them with the workload, right? Giving them yeah. too much work and they're, you know, they're first year or freshmen and so on. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to get too intimidated and so on. But, you know, we want to, we want to instill this, this hard work mentality to them. You know, the more you work, the more you produce, the better you're going to get, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, you're not just going to do one, one assignment and, you know, you're going to be perfect, right? You have mm-hmm. to constantly work at it. And I find that challenging as well, you know, kind of trying to stay, you know, even in a mm-hmm. way where I can I can demand a lot from them where mm-hmm. they still feel comfortable in a way, right? They're, they're yeah. not being stretched too thin. Because I forget that they do have other yeah. classes they're attending as well. <laughs> yep. My class is not yeah. the only one that they're attending. Yeah. So, yeah, that is challenging for me as well in that sense. That's definitely, I had soon told me that your class is not the only class I'm taking right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's challenging, but I think it's a, it's a good thing to kind of instill them in the beginning. I yeah. always tell my students, you know, no matter what their um, level, no matter what their, even though they're all undeclared, um, but, or, you know, if they're photography, graphic design, so on, I tell yeah. them, you know, it's, this is the beginning, right? This mm-hmm. is where you're starting to understand, starting to know the process of, you know, being on your own, you know, not only being mm-hmm. in academia, but this is the start where what you're doing in school, what you're doing in this class, you carry it over to your life as well, you know, what you yeah. do outside of school. So, you know, just start thinking of that, you know, and I try to kind of connect with each student individually and, and kind of tell them kind of, coach them in a way and I've, I found that with teaching and I don't know if you found that as well but for me you're not only a teacher but you're also you're trying to be you know more you're trying to wear different hats you know yes. as a teacher and trying to wear different hats and and also trying to co- communicate your curriculum and tr- communicate your process communicate your way of teaching you know it can be challenging at times right because some students yeah. they have their phones out the whole time and you know yeah so it's 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 very it's challenging in its own way but it's a good challenge where you Mm -hmm. you learn a lot about your own process you learn about yourself as a teacher as a instructor as a communicator and how Mm -hmm. effectively you can cater to that one particular student and then change that you know to a different student right um yeah 
And uh, I was going to ask you, do you find yourself like taking notes and seeing, okay, well, I see, you know, teaching this uh, a diverse level of students, uh, their skill set, um, I can probably change this the next go around, or I can probably, you know, trim this out or, you know, enhance this other area of teaching. Do you find that, do you kind of do that? Do you write notes down of what's working, I, what's not working, where you can kind of improve? Yes, I do that, actually. Um, actually, I'm really lucky that currently I have a really good group of students. So today I was trying to further explain my assignment requirement to one particular student. And when I was explaining to him, it made sense, but he told me, I think you should tell this to everyone in the class so that they are clear about your assignment, which is really helpful. Mm -hmm. At the same time, talking about catering to students, I actually take notes of what they are good at and what they are not good at and yeah. what their interests are. For example, I had this creative assignment in my brand class where everyone need to make funny logos for different kinds of junk food. And there's yeah. this, this particular student that made really, really funny icons of different hot dogs as different <laughs> persons. And right. so for the, for the next, for the current, we just started our last assignment. And so the particular requirement I asked, I gave to him is you need to come up with a brand that has a character in it. <laughs> and then likewise, I had students who are really, really good at logos. They already have a hundred logos in their portfolio. So for their requirement, I said, can you create a brand identity without a logo? So something that doesn't have a logo, but people can recognize it right away. Or mm. I had a, yeah, I had a student who's really good at illustration and he worked on a lot of animation as well. So for him, my requirement is, can you make a brand without any illustration? Can you design a brand identity without any illustration? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 really really neat. Huh? It's it's neat how you're able to just cater it to you know that specific student, your curriculum, mm -hmm. and then kind of change it all around to another student as well. And that flexibility, I think, is key. Because you can't, you can't just assume that everyone is going to be on that same level, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's yeah. going to come in, you know, you know, with the even skill set, and um, and I think that's a very good challenge for us, you know, as yeah. as professors and instructors, you know, that we, you know, we have to kind of be sensitive to their um, their skill sets and kind of, you know, cater to that and see how we can how we can help them get to the that next level that they're trying to achieve right if it's yeah. whatever their their discipline might be but how mm -hmm. can we continue that spark that they're that they came to school for right that they 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 decided to invest all this money to take out loans and so on you know yeah. how can we keep that flame going you know and mm -hmm. and have them still be interested even though they're probably not interested in a foundations drawing class for example and they're mm -hmm. photographers how can i still you know have them interested in in participating on a weekly basis um yeah. and and take something away from the class you know i've had uh for example in my class um i've you know i've i stayed a long time with just the line you know the, the the simplicity of the line and the modulation of the line and, and how important line work is 
uh, with drawings, right? And it's a foundation drawing one class. But the the importance of it, you know, you it's applicable to different areas of fine mm -hmm. arts, you know, illustration, computer animation, even design, and um, and then we talk about composition, and you know, but you know that in itself, I see, I hear feedback from other students where you know they're like, wow, you know, this, I, I, I've applied this to my own illustrations, right? I applied this to my own mm -hmm. uh, logos and so on, and just that fundamental little information right there that is what makes me happy that they can you know use that to bring that to the next level bring that to the next class that they take and so on um whenever they're done and whenever we move forward with a different um with a different assignment it's just seeing how they can it can be applicable to them and still keep, uh spark their interest and so on so yeah. so i have a different question for you mm -hmm. how do you grade students because there are students who came in with high level of skill, but they might not put in that much effort. But there are also students who came in with a lower level of skill, but they actually spend a lot of time working on your assignment. So I just wonder how you approach grading in that situation. You know, what? I've, I've been contemplating a lot about grading. I've been reading certain books about grading. I've been, well, I've, I've been kind of researching some, some, you know, as well as like my colleagues, how they grade and you know, it's kind of, you know, you have the rubric system and you have people mm -hmm. that don't like grading and, <laughs> and I see both points, you know, I see, you know, the reason behind it and I see the reason why people, you know, don't like it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, it's kind of a standard system in a way, the way I kind of approach it, the way kind of I look at it, that I've looked at it in my, my short term uh, teaching career so far um, is you know, I, first of all, I can't see, you know, how long they put in, how much time they put in their work, because I only see them for, you know, one time a week for five mm -hmm. hours, right? And if I'm judging it just based on what they, effort that they put in class, and that would be easier, right? Um, and then when they bring the work back, when it has to be completed, you know, depending on their skill level, they've probably worked 30 hours, and it looks like someone just it took an hour for them right mm -hmm. or vice versa someone that you know it could take two hours but it looks like it's done 50 hours and so on because their skill level is way higher they don't they just put minimal amount of work and it looks great but what i look at it is you know there's there's a, a whole bunch of factors that i kind of play into it you know participation in class um how aware they are of you know the, the curriculum that we're going through all, every different um you know, the, uh, topics that we're covering, how engaged they are, you know, if mm -hmm. they're constantly on their phone, <laughs> they're constantly taking 30 minute breaks, if they're not putting in the effort in class, and they're not putting the effort outside where I can see the results when they come back, because I ask, you know, I have them do assignments, homework assignments, and so on, where it is, it, it takes a lot of their time outside of class. But I judge a lot of that as well, not only as, as far as their skill set, but how much work they put into the assignments that I um, that I asked from them and the only way I'm able to know that is the way they complete the work and how you know if they've covered all the topics that we've covered and so on so it's an array of kind of um, it's it's a lot of different variables that I kind of bring that in to to grade which is I'm still kind of I don't know I'm, I'm a little iffy about that 
<laughs> I, I feel like I can be easily swayed with grading. Not by them, but I'm talking about the way of grading, right? Like, someone mm-hmm. says, don't do the rubrics. Like, ah, all right, I'm not going to do it. But if they're like, no, 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 do this. All right, I'll do it this way, right? Like, I, I'm open to a lot of suggestions. Yeah. I just, I, I, I can see their work. I can see their effort. I can see how much they've really busted their tail. And, you know, to me, that's more important. Right. If the, if mm-hmm. I see that spark and I see that interest, I see them like I see a little thing turn on, like a little light turn on, and they get it. To me, mm-hmm. that's more than a, that's worth more than any grading, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of juggling it. How about you? For me, my assignment is actually somehow really easy to see how much effort you put in, and the students can tell like by their classmates' work, they can actually tell as well if they put in how much time they put in. But I do how have a could, rubric. How could they tell? They might not be able to phrase it, like in the, like how the type works or how the composition works, mm-hmm. but they felt differently about different pieces. And mm-hmm. if I use the question like, how do you feel about the placement of the type? How do you feel about the composition? How do you feel like the color? And they start to say, oh, I like it this way. I like, it. oh, I would rather you do it this way instead. Then they start to notice words working. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to grading. So I do have a very, very tight rubric that I've been, I found that I found really helpful. So in my rubric, I have research where they have to hand me a PDF of how other designers have approached the same projects. Mm-hmm. And I also want them to hand me a PDF of 20 thumbnails mm-hmm. and another PDF of four roughs with color. And then the final. So even if you give me a really good final one, if you don't give me your research or a thumbnail or a rough, I would take points off those three other elements, mm, even if you're gotcha. good. Because I literally, I, there's one student that he did a really good logo. Mm-hmm. So I give him a, a really high grade for the logo itself, but I take off a lot of points from the process I wrote him. Mm-hmm. You may prove me that it's a really good design, but you haven't proved to me that this is the best design you can do. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you do, do is that that Rubik's? Do you keep that Rubik's for all your classes, or do you change it? I change it based on the assignment. For example, um, for a lot of intro classes, I I do keep design process, thumbnails, and rough in it, but. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm teaching portfolio design. There's one assignment that they need to write resume and cover letter. Mm-hmm. Then I do add the component of spell check mm-hmm. into that part because I I do not allow typos in any of those documents. But that might be less important if it's a website design or poster design because I already handing the type the content to them. There's no way that they can make a typo there. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, nice. Yeah, so recently, our students just did a portfolio review in Sioux Falls mm-hmm. yesterday, and mm-hmm. so I had a conversation with each one of them, and mm-hmm. they told me that they have met with so many students from our university that they could almost memorize which assignment they were assigned. And they immediately know, know which project is from which class and num- which, assign- which assignment. And they didn't even want to see those anymore, which made me really sad. But then, because of that, I plan to add a lecture about what other things you could potentially do with graphic design 
that might not be covered by the curriculum. You want to give that lecture to to tell the students because you want them to kind of see the broader picture rather than it being so narrow focused on just the assignment itself? Yes, I want them to see what other things graphic designers could use their skill to do mm-hmm. outside all the assignments that they're given inside their classes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. I hear that all the time from portfolio reviewers, especially on graphic design students' work. Yeah. You know, like, oh, another wine bottle, you know, label. (laughs) 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 So I think you're doing your students a favor by helping them in that way. I hope so. Well, Sherry, Jonathan, this was great. This is so interesting, and I really think others are going to enjoy listening. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much.